Good morning, kings, queens, princesses, and prince. Today it is June 12, 2021, and we're still in our Fruit of the Spirit series with us looking at faithfulness, which is, which is a fruit of the Spirit. As we look at faithfulness, please consider the topic, The Spirit Makes It Possible. Again, the fruit of the Spirit, which is faithfulness. Let us consider the topic, the Spirit makes it possible. I must say that RISE is my personal legacy to my adult stepchildren and to my grandchildren that will provide spiritual guidance to last a lifetime and beyond. My parents gave my brother and myself spiritual guidance without rigid constraints, and I was trying to give the same vision over to my children that my parents gave us. The scripture that I want to start off with, and there are two, and then there will be several others throughout, but as a focus scripture, Let's look at the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verse 9. And I will be reading from the voice translation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And then also Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. The Spirit makes it possible to submit humbly to one another out of respect for the Anointed One. In Hebrews chapter 4, and I will not be reading these verses, but I want you to look at uh, chapter 4 verses 12 through 16. The Word of God is alive. And by God's Word, I mean everything finds a rhythm, a place. It fills, it empowers, it enlivens, and redeems us all. But it also divides and destroys. It pierces and exposes our disobedience and unfaithfulness. Let's look at my testimony on family. First, let me disclose the following. Number one, I have never, ever dated anyone except for one person with a child. That lasted two dates with my dad telling my mother that we need to have the talk. After he and his young daughter came to my house for my dad's large weekend breakfast spread. Number two. I have never, ever dated anyone except one person who was formerly married. Well, that didn't last past me telling my parents about his messy divorce. Number three, I didn't know how to put on a baby diaper or pamper until the child I was babysitting told me where the pampers were at that time and number four it was just easier to just stay in my lane 
God will provide and see me through. Now on to my testimony. Living as a step-parent in a blended family makes the family situation unique to traditional family structures. Parenting is a gift that comes from the Lord. So step-parenting is definitely a gift of the fruits of the Spirit from God. It's going to take all of the spiritual fruits to rear up a family that has been under spiritual attack. Anyone feeling discouraged today ought to keep this treasure close to the heart for those times of strife. On the real, some step-parenting relationships are wonderful and fill a vital role in the family. A stepmom or a stepdad can be as close or closer to a child than the biological parent. Other families, however, are plagued with issues due to either the child's lack of acceptance of the step-parent or the step-parent's lack of wisdom in dealing with the stepchildren. The Bible is loaded with numerous scriptures to guide step-parents with principles and examples that may help blended families adapt to new roles and create a happy environment where everyone can thrive. In my personal experience as a step-parent, I myself benefited from applying God's instruction on marriage first. It was important to me to get very grounded in Christ. Coming from a very liberal, flexible, spiritual home, it set the mental foundation to not force my children to join any church until they were mentally mature and ready to do so. As for my marriage, I use Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 through 33 which became my blueprint for a godly marriage, locking in a secure and happy marriage. This in itself made step-parenting for me pretty nice with minimal challenges that really weren't unbearable and on most days were pretty smooth. I believe that in God's design for the family, husbands must be the leaders and love their wives sacrificially, not controlling, and wives must follow the husband's leadership respectfully. This took a lot of communication, a lot of commitment, and a lot of transparency. Being rigid wasn't my coat to wear as my family wasn't rigid coming up. However, hopefully we both, my husband and I, modeled our very best self for the children. We kept things under a united front and at peace. It was important to me 
personally to know that the environment was stable and emotionally healthy. The door was always open and anything was open to discuss on the table. We took two planned trips during the school year and one was with the children and it was always something nice, maybe a cruise or a nice getaway for a week. And the other was, was just for us two to nurture our healthy relationship. It was important to me to know that they were happy too. Our marriage set the foundation for our house and for them to have healthy relationships, not only when they were young, but also in their adulthood and to pass on to the next generation. This makes a well-adjusted home an emotionally stable stepchild. Children feel secure in a home where both mom and dad feel secure in their own relationship. As the boundaries, as for boundaries, the word says a house divided will not stand. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Keep all that stuff away from your family. So if kingdom or family can prosper only by living in harmony, the different parts and members must unite in promoting the same objects. If divided, if one part ungo, undoes what the other does, it must fall. So with the kingdom of Satan, it is your doctrine that Satan has possessed, these whom I have cured. Next, in our household, I was a person of respect for people's boundaries. My personal work had me working with the intimacies within families, so I wasn't all that interested in any additional information about people uninvited. We agreed on our boundaries. My uniqueness as step-parenting was to not have the children call me mama, as they have a mother, or she, she was missing in action quite a bit with intervening rights, which was her right too, legally. We wanted her there as this would foster a more holistic approach. The sacrifice was to take on the crucifixion of the problems that were in the root of this family before I even knew any of them. Even with this, it was important for everyone to be at peace so that it would be peaceful in the home. And if you have a peaceful home, your children feel safe and secure. I praise God that I had a great intermediate family system growing up. It was important that they kept a strong tie to their mother including when it came to their milestones. 
this can be a challenge, but to me, remember that it wasn't for me. It wasn't about me as it was for the children. So when they look back at their life, they will have a positive experience in reflection as I did when I look back at my life. Since I didn't know their mother beyond what it was before me, I didn't have an opinion of negativity as we all die daily. Rise, let, us, let all step-parents keep Proverbs 15 verse 1 close, close, and close. A gentle spirit turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. To me, if we have a mindfulness to resolve matters in a peaceful, non-punitive manner, everyone learns, including us adults. Keeping with something my grandparents, both maternal and paternal, instilled was a home of peace. To have this, we must be about being a home of peacemakers. Can't be peaceful if there's no peace there. This sets the blessing of cooler heads and wise counsel to everyone, young and old. Furthermore, this has the added power to prevent additional drama by refusing to be drawn into all kinds of crazy, wazy, wacky, tacky. One last thing. Was there resistance? Absolutely 100% grade A, yes, from many directions. God's word says, and do not be conformed to this world, but by transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. People everywhere told me that David, my husband, needed to be with a woman that was similar in circumstances of being a single parent. What I discerned was that, yes, he was a man with children, and that he was a man of integrity, a man that shared family building and beliefs as I did, a man that also could cover his household very well and was similar in his gentleness as my dad. I didn't need a daddy. I didn't need a fixer. I asked God one thing, and that was for family. And this is what he showed me. Even his David's mother and his grandmother jumped in on this to seal God's deal. His mother and father also became my extended parents that I enjoy. As previously mentioned, God didn't show me a plan of replacing anyone significant. As for the children's biological mother, I truly believe that everyone should be able to parent as best they can without any judgment. The scripture says we die daily and we have to take up our cross daily and follow Jesus. In our own time, 
Jesus is saying that something must die before we can live. We must die to ourselves. We must die to our own rights. And we must die to our desires to be our own boss. We just must die daily. That is personal and no one should get opinionated from anyone. I did know her story and we all have a story. Some are just covered up well and locked away. Now, what God did show me was a plan to create a space or a place that offers uh, creativity for one to be able to learn their own style and to nurture. As I look back 10 years later, I just wanted to model my earthly mom and the beautiful mothers in my family. They set the physical stage for me to dream and prepare for this unknown wilderness. Then I modeled through the love of Christ toward me when I was on my own as an adult and learning my adult experience. Just to be a spouse, the Holy Spirit was patient with me as I didn't marry until I was 37 years old. So God can prepare us for our spouses and definitely for children that come with marriage. This should never ever be taken lightly. Even when the children reject early efforts to connect, and they will, most will, I often remember even today that we also rejected Christ at first. The scripture says, but think about this. While we were wasting our lives in sin, God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The anointed one died for us, but he did not give up on us. So we will not give up on the ones he has placed in our lives. Rise, everyone. Jesus is saying that we are the children of God. What a blessing to have God call someone to step parent. You are a peacemaker. Peacemaker, that is someone who reconciles people who were formerly in conflict. What an honor. The heart of Jesus' earthly mission was to make peace between God and those who would come in to him through faith. My closing scripture comes from Paul in his letter to the church of Ephesus. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two so making peace and might reconcile us both to god in one body through the cross thereby killing the hostility and he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near
Christ made this peace by the blood of his cross. In other words, his death in our place on the cross paid for our sins. It removed the barrier between humanity and God. Everyone who comes to God through Christ and the cross finds they have peace with God. So it made sense then that everyone who commits to making peace between others, especially by their own sacrifice, imitates what Christ has done. Such a person is called a son of God. Similarly to how Israel was called God's son to the old, in the Old Testament. Selah, have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Love yourselves, love others, forgive others, and forgive yourself.